0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 20 of the Goulet Pencast, where fountain pens are still a thing. I am Brian Goulet. And I
1: am Drew Brown.
0: And we are here from Goulet Pens to deliver this casual and informal, tangential and extraneous, superfluous and extemporaneous fountain pen show where we talk about what's going on at the Goulet Pen Company and in our fountain pen lives. In today's show, we're gonna be talking about Different filling mechanisms, how they might influence your ink flow, getting laughed at for using a fountain pen, and inks that might be good in cookbooks. Which is legitimately the first time I've ever been asked about that. So should be fun. We got other stuff to talk about too. But sure, it's kind of a milestone. Twenty episodes, nice round number. I don't know. It's a thing, right?
1: It is a thing, and and considering how the first episode, we were absolutely clueless as to what this was going to become, or what we were even doing, uh, I'm pretty proud of ourselves, Brian.
0: I am, and at the same time, I'm like, 20 episodes, I feel like we should have it a little more together after 20 episodes. Oh,
1: your standards are too high. Yeah,
0: I mean, after several hundred Q&As, thousands of other videos, I guess you know we just sort of plateau and then you just this is what you get so you can't expect continuous improvement in this situation so as long as you keep your expectations realistic we're gonna have a great show today (laughs) unlike last week where i promised it was gonna be literally the greatest thing you've ever watched i don't know if that was the case but we got some feedback drew so let's start off with our first segment shall we? we do
1: have some feedback and speaking of greatest thing ever we did ask you whether or not you had a favorite little debbie or hostess cake Mm. and brian the star of the youtube comment section ended up being the zebra cake by little debbie okay small Deborah, and her zebra cakes um and that was followed up by the star crunch and this was Mm. due to a super um rudimentary me just kind of looking and feeling what i think people said the most okay Um, so uh totally official totally legit there star crunch zebra cakes pretty legit solid solid choices yes sir um and then i mentioned my favorite brown things brown inks brown pens and i got a lot of great other brown recommendations they're so hard to pick kiowa pecan popped in a lot that is uh, a good one that That is is a really good one I, i mean really go to our website go to inks search by brown and pick a bunch of them and enjoy them because they're all wonderful and probably underrated so enjoy <laughs> the whole, all, um, all of them
0: all of them are underrated
1: <laughs> they are like it's definitely the most underrated true. color I'll, I'll give you that that mm, that's a thing you think,
0: so? you think would you argue to say that brown is the most underrated ink color
1: brown or lime green i would say yeah Ooh. i think the people sleep on sleep lime because a lot it doesn't show up really vibrant but some of mm. them look
0: really really great they do but, but as a color but, as a whole but, though i don't know i wouldn't say yeah that, yeah as a color in mean, a whole the but best. brown definitely
1: yeah brown but. anyway uh pamela on youtube said uh this about me loved drew getting coffee grounds in his teeth his <laughs> face was wonderful and the calm after swishing water been there done that so this exact thing happened during the last pencast i was drinking my coffee finished it and a coffee ground <sharp> yes right there in front Wow. And I was just amazed that Pamela knew exactly wow. what was happening, what had happened. Uh, I, I feel like if did, I saw that same face that that same series of faces happen on somebody else, I would probably draw the same conclusion, Pamela, but uh, I appreciate you empathizing with me there.
0: Wow, did that happen while I was talking or something? I don't remember that at all.
1: Definitely, definitely. Wow.
0: Good job, Pamela. Seems like you yeah seems like you know she sees you, Drew. You are both you are seen and heard.
1: Yeah, coffee, if you drink enough coffee, it's it's going to happen, right? <laughs> and um, just a reminder, we had at least one person ask if this could be available, the Pencast, uh, as an audio format. And it most definitely is. Yeah. You can find our audio of what we're going to be saying here, as well as what we said on the previous 19 Pencasts, on wherever you get your podcasts. So just a reminder there, if you don't want to li- look at us, you can definitely uh, just listen. You can do that now, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> I would—it's also a podcast. I venture
0: to guess most of the people watching us on YouTube have us in some unseen tab as they're browsing and doing something else. So I don't know chores, we'll dishes—you betcha. Anything, something more productive. But um, yep. some other feedback we got: Aaron from Utid says Brian. That is exactly the way that I eat Swiss cake rolls, refrigerated and all. Back in high school, we used to buy a box of Swiss cake rolls for every volleyball tournament and keep them in the cooler so they were nice and chilled. Every time I eat one now, my husband comments on my eating method while he, like a monster, just bites into one. I gotta say, I hadn't had one in a really long time, and then maybe six months ago I had it, and I just i just like bit into it i just didn't have the patience i didn't have the patience to undo it and then the next time i undid it and i was like okay this is more nostalgic so this is the way i can go either way i don't know that kind of feels like string cheese like this don't don't
1: don't 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 say something you're gonna regret brian i'm just
0: saying with string cheese some people peel it other people just because that's the it's that's called string
1: cheese it's not called cheese log
0: (laughs) they are often called cheese sticks it's not necessarily string cheese that's true neither of my kids string them they both just go right into them and it broke my heart a little bit but okay so so you like colby jack better now anyway which doesn't really string like mozzarella so they
1: so you 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 pull your cheese you string your cheese
0: i can go either way i don't have firm Mm. i will i will generally try to string but you know what i hate drew when you grab like the middle and you get like half the string and it like gets to a point like three quarters of the way down and you got this weird like triangular floppy part and you're like what is this nonsense and then i just start biting it so if i have a properly behaving participating string cheese i will string it every time but if it starts going rogue on me then i just end it
1: that's fine we can still be friends
0: okay um got some overwhelming support for going back and continuing to fill in old journals this is a theme that i had last time was i found a bunch of journals that were like several years old and just wondering how to dive in so um, the content is what's important most people said not the format or the organization and that's good to hear because sometimes i definitely overthink it and then that stops me from writing in it at all so i definitely promote like just write it down get it in there don't overthink it but then that's harder to do in the moment when it's your own thoughts and then Chickenfinity, Chick- Chicken Infinity on U- T- on TY, it says. Ooh, on oh, sorry. Uh, next week on the Goulet Pencast, Brian eats a bowl of black licorice smothered in horseradish. I am not joking. I feel a pit in my stomach <laughs> and like a lump in my throat. Just reading that. I, I did when you put it in the notes before we recorded. And I thought like, okay, I know it's coming now, but I just had a visceral reaction, even reading it again. Like, I actually feel a little bit nauseous just thinking about that right now. I'm gonna move to the next (laughs) comment. That sounds disgusting. (laughs) Holly on YouTube says, I really loved the high level behind the scenes chat. It shows just how much you and your team really care. Not only the products you sell, but the whole experience at GPC. The amount of time and dedication you put into your business is really admirable. Keep up the great work. We appreciate it. Thank you, Holly. Just loving on us and our team. That is really cool to hear. All right. We got some new stuff to talk about here. Truth be told, I didn't look at all the details. So I'm just going to give you a very cursory overview for the things that I have to talk about, one of which is the new Namiki Emperor Coral. Now, this is the big one. This is the big old Emperor flat top. This is, you know, it's a collector's pen for sure. 99 pens. It is up there in price you're into the five digits with this one 15 grand msrp um but you're paying that because it's a gigantic pen with tons of Yurushi Makie artwork on it it looks amazing it's coral themed coral as in like the marine life um, looks really cool that is about all i have to share i think it's medium medium nib only maybe it has a broad i'm not sure but they don't have the full range on this one but uh gorgeous pen though um so we'll have that for a little bit, but there are not a ton of them. Uh, and then Lamy has a uh, dialogue Yurushi leaves. So this is a metal Lami dialogue with Yurushi lacquer over it. So way more collectible, way more, um, you know, rare and special and pricey than your typical dialogue would be, um, but looks pretty incredible. We're going to have A very limited selection of those because Lamy did not make many of them. Um, I think we were supposed to get it months ago, actually, but delays with COVID and the whole thing. So uh, I think those are going to be launching next week, perhaps. So be on the lookout if you are interested in Urushi-covered things. Those are both of the things I just talked about. Drew?
1: Urushi update. Today, which is Wednesday, when we're recording this, by the time you listen to this, we will have... Well, either way... We launched a Retro 51 Popper, which is a here for a second, gone for a second pen, yep. um, limited edition. And it was Halloween themed. It was this pen, the Sleepy Hollow. Oh, you're flaunting it now, aren't you? Um,
0: well, I'm demonstrating. I was wondering if you were going to show demonstrating.
1: it. Uh, well, I'll, I'll put up a better image. But uh, the th- we got it a little bit late. We got it a little bit past other retailers yeah. and it sold out in three minutes with these Retro 51s. Yeah some of them hang around for inexplicable inexplicable reasons and then a lot of them are just gone in like two seconds so yeah retro is a weird one for us yep and re- it's just the popularity it, it, it ebbs and flows sometimes it's insanely high and sometimes it's not it's very but, very uh, very either. hit
0: or miss the timing was good on this one though everybody's got Halloween on the mind this is a really good themed halloween pen but we should stop talking about it because now no one will be able to yeah one will be able to find it it'll be on ebay for like 200 dollars. it'll be ridiculous
1: so they do seasonal ones um but uh keep your fingers crossed and maybe you can get one for next season Mm. um and rickshaw well you know what hey if you didn't get the sleepy hollow retro 51 rollerball you can still probably uh get the matching rickshaw single pen case so you can put another pen in there we were talking
0: about it this morning i was i didn't know if we were going to be able to get more or not we're trying to anyway but we might
1: so that that is going to be more available than the pen i'll say that at least um the the hype wasn't equal to the case as it was to the pen so that might still be available and then in addition to that we're going to be carrying some new rickshaw stuff that is going to be ongoing we'll have two new uh koozie cases from rickshaw both with alternate versions of the kind of ink in water uh situation that we have going on with our blue Goulet exclusive one do you have them brian what sorry oh, you no. look like you're pulling out something nope,
0: i'm thinking about the next question actually
1: oh gotcha um and then uh, actually well ah headphones never mind <laughs> <laughs> i am tethered and then we're also going to be carrying a third koozie case which is going to have van gogh's starry night on there so if you are a collector or just a fan of visconti's van gogh collection that might be a great home for your van gogh inspired fountain pens so yay for that Woo!
0: yes all right, And then we can move on to Q&A if you're ready, Brian. Yeah, well, clearly distracted, but yeah, I can get ready. All right, let's take some questions, shall we? Um, yeah, Drew, you got the first one, so go ahead. I'm looking, I'm looking for the pen that I want to talk about. That's why I'm causing this big old ruckus over here.
1: All right, well, maybe I'll talk slowly. No, you're fine. Just Anyway, Emma1996NL asks us, Brian, does the size of the opening of a cartridge or converter influence the flow or wetness of a pen meaning some pens some converters like the standard international cartridge converter has a very very narrow opening that fits into the grip section of the pen Mm -hmm. and some of them have a very very wide opening like pilot big big gaping yeah pilot sailor also has
0: a big wide opening yeah
1: yeah so does that affect the flow of the ink through the feed to the nib onto the paper.
0: Yeah, so I mean, um, basically, to to if you're not super familiar with how these things work, you know, if you have any pen that has a converter, it's going to have some degree of a narrowed, you know, tip on it that fits over top of some kind of you know post or something that grabs onto. Um, that can vary depending on the brand. You know, your standard international is a little on the, the smaller side. Um, things like Pilot, Sailor, those openings tend to be wider, actually closer to the opening of the... Uh, it's basically like the width of the the body of the converter, right? It doesn't taper quite as much. Um, so what you're asking here is will you have, a, I guess, a wetter pen if you have a wider opening on your converter? That would be the logical assumption. The ink's allowed to flow through more freely, I guess. Um, the short answer is no. It doesn't really make a difference. Basically because the way that that ink is flowing through the pen anything that happens at the converter level is like further upstream, right? So it's like it's happening before other things are happening. So whatever's going on up there doesn't really impact the actual flow itself because the flow is regulated by the feed. I mean, the feed is essentially that's what it is, is a an ink regulator. So it's got a channel that's cut through that feed. It has fins that are somewhere in that feed, whether visible on the outside or just on the inside in the grip of the pen, that helps to store some extra ink that's like on demand. And then the ink channel itself, as well as the stuff that happens with the metal part of the nib, that's really what controls the wetness of your pen. As long as there is just an adequate supply of ink that's coming down into the feed from the converter, which every converter supplies more than an adequate amount because the feed channel is like I don't know fractions of a millimeter in width and every converter is multitudes wider than that so um, it really doesn't have an impact from what i can tell just from one to the other now of course different pens that have different converters the flow may be different but that's really because of the feed design and the nib and other things that aren't specifically related to that converter Um, with the exception there are some converters particularly some of the wider ones it seems sometimes Um, that uh, the ink tends to want to maybe hang up in the back of it. Um, Like especially, I know the Vanishing Point did that more years ago. That's part of why they put agitators uh, in those pens. You know, they started doing that seven years ago or so, um, because they were finding that as people were clipping them, you know, in their pocket, you know, essentially the ink would go down like towards the back of the converter. And then when they went to go right with them, that ink was hanging up in the back of the converter, essentially not making contact with the feed. And then it just wouldn't have any ink. So you could consider that to be a influence on flow or wetness because it would basically like just not right. Um, It didn't happen all the time, but it happened enough times where they made that change, put those agitators in there really for that purpose. So I don't hear about that happening a lot with pretty much any brand, but that theoretically would be kind of the only thing that would influence the flow based on the converter design is if that ink kind of hangs up in the back. But as long as it's making contact with the back of that feed, then the feed controls everything else from there
1: so hear me out on this super smart infallible analogy brian okay if you've got a bag of water that's like a three gallon bag of water yep and then you've got like a 35 gallon bag of water okay and you take a little juice box straw yeah you stab it into one and you stab it into the other the amount the 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 the, uh flow of water coming out of that juice box straw
0: is going to be the same on both ones right um potentially so then you get into things like pressure you know like if there's more pressure that can force water to come through so the you know again it depends on the vessel and it depends on all that if you have such an extreme difference like that it, it might make a difference basically because water has weight to it and that weight itself may give more pressure so if it's going Mm. through a straw it may the weight of the water itself in a 35 gallon bag may Mm -hmm. actually cause more pressure and increase the flow you know it would be enough pressure to where maybe it would not be restricted by that straw to the same degree but if you had Mm. if you had something where it was like a little a little less variables, like say it was, you know, a quart of water. What if you poked it into the side of the bag? In the side of the bag, then I think it would flow at the same rate. Uh, yeah, it would be. Restricted. So by, by that
1: logic, like an eyedropper pen mm-hmm. would feasibly have a much greater flow than a pen with a converter.
0: Not really, because I don't think that you have that much weight, you know, that's being applied right, right, to right.
1: it. I'm, I'm just saying, but like if it did, if this, if the, if the opening did have an effect on the flow, then an eyedropper would be the wettest of them all. It would, yeah, and
0: and sometimes, and that's not sometimes eyedroppers. Can be that because if they are an eyedropper pen, but that's not
1: because of the opening. That's because of the that's air because interchange. Of the, the
0: reservoir. Yeah, if you have a large yeah. reservoir, especially if there's not that much ink in it, right? And you have a temperature variation or something that creates a pressure variance in there.
1: Yeah, that's an air issue.
0: That's an that's a that's a pressure issue. So yes, that which I mean, I guess you could argue based on Emma's question here. You, she's just talking about the opening of it. She's not really talking. You know, yeah, theoretically, you know, you could have more flow if you had you know, a larger converter. Well, you're talking about, she's actually talking about converters. There's no converter that is large enough where it would influence the flow, I don't think. The largest converter that I can think of is either like the the Twisby converter, the new one on the Swipe maybe, or the PilotCon 70. Each of those are around mm-hmm. a milliliter. You're talking about a milliliter versus maybe a half milliliter on the smaller converters. I don't think that amount of ink or air or whatever is gonna make any difference in the flow. I think it really is, it's more restricted by the feed. I think at some point, yes, you would have enough pressure, enough volume, whatever, that it would overcome the restriction of that feed just based on the actual capillary action of the, the water itself in the ink. And that could be overcome by forcing by pressure and forcing more through just like if you have a garden hose and you have you know five gallon a minute flow through your garden hose that's because there's pressure behind it whereas if it's gravity fed it might be less so sometimes it can be restricted just by the the container but you know Ultimately, I think it doesn't really matter. You don't need to factor that into anything. We're just pontificating at this point, but yeah.
1: We need, we need, a, we need a physics professor yeah. in the comments to help us out on this one. Yeah,
0: I may be out of my depth on this one, so just <laughs> let me know in the comments and I'll hang my head in shame. <laughs> but it is a pen cast, that's what we do. All right, next question we have is from Ava Bucks. And Ava asks, what are your go-to doodles or words to write when holding a fountain pen? Drew, this is this a, is right up your alley. I have man.
1: a, I have a few, Eva. I have a few. I like writing um, the uh, NATO phonetic alphabet, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, all that. It's something I learned just for doodling and testing inks. So I do that every now and then. And then uh, I'm actually a, a fan of MMA. I like watching UFC and stuff like that. And I sometimes try to memorize all of the current champions, the current UFC champions, and write them down in order of weight class which is kind of difficult because the last names always trip me up but the thing i probably do most is just write down like two word combinations of randomness um like you know you know, uh, a cheese loaf or something like that. Uh, I wrote a couple down, down, a couple few. Like, oh yeah, Uncle Bucket is a nice one. Waffle Helmet, Wombat Loaf, Biscuit Football, Fluffy Nugget. I like to write Apricot a lot. Uh, apricot Tornado is a is a good one. And then uh, Beef Laser is uh, that sounds cool and that's a fun <laughs> one to write. Um, there's so many. Usually, it's like a food and then some sort of clothing item or reservoir, like mm. something you can put food into or a shape. Mm-hmm. There's so, so many, so many, but they're always, they always bring a smile to my face.
0: As it does mine. Uh, I take inspiration from your, <laughs> from your uh, words. Do you do any, do you have any go-to doodles? You definitely doodle. I've seen you doodle quite a bit. But do you, Oh do you yeah, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles?
1: Yeah. I basically, anything I'm halfway decent at drawing, I'm only decent at it because I've been drawing it <laughs> since the third grade. So <laughs> I can do a pretty good Batman, a pretty good Ninja Turtle. Nice uh that's about it
0: nice uh, yeah me i'm i'm far less creative than drew i'm inclined to either just write my name or i write the name of the pen and ink that i'm using especially if i'm on video my creativity goes 100 out the window i'm literally just thinking about like The focus of the camera and the lighting, and trying to make sure my hand is not blocking the nib and all that. And what I'm actually writing ends up being tertiary to any other thing. So it's usually scribbled nonsense. And you go back and watch the video, and you're like, what the heck is he writing? He's just like (laughs) scribbling randomly on the paper. That's because I just, my brain is literally tapped out. So I respect Drew's doodle game. He shows me up left and right on that front. But I like your formula there, Drew. Take two words you know like a food item in a container like that works because yeah. i can i can i can think about that you know mm-hmm. like water bag that's pretty easy monkey can mon- monkey cup monkey cup
1: there you go i like that
0: hair helmet
1: mm, i've seen that it's kind before. of a thing I mean,
0: yeah in the 70s yeah fair enough all right <laughs> good stuff thanks for sharing drew you're welcome all right next one
1: next one comes to us from victor uh and oh say the whole name this girl. person say the whole name <laughs> I, I don't want to butcher something if it's if, if, if this is actually his name gazdag, name, gazdag victor gazdag victor yeah
0: okay yeah it's not so bad. sorry
1: what is your favorite filling system and why you know why i like this one brian I know exactly Is because why you, like this you, one. you you like <laughs>
0: making me try to answer absolute <laughs> questions and you know i hate it
1: you're so good at it and you love it so much just dealing in absolutes i'm
0: not an absolute guy drew i'm open I'll to all you. possibilities i think that anything can work for anything not really um i love tinkering so for me i love vac fillers, and especially pens that I can disassemble and play with their parts. Uh, I just think that's really fun. Maybe not disassembled while it's inked, though I definitely have done that before, um, to a very dramatic outcome. Um, so things that I can take apart are fascinating to me. I love Twisby's, love Noodler's pens for a lot of that reason. So it's it's a little less about the specific filling, me- f- 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 filling mechanism and more about how many parts does it have? How interesting is it? How engineered is it? And can I have fun taking it apart? Um, but that said, that's really just like one aspect to it. In terms of actual use, of just like writing with a pen on a regular basis for me i think the cartridge converter probably has to take it not because it's actually my favorite as its filling mechanism it just suits my needs just as a just flat-out utilitarian purpose right so like i change inks a lot i know you do too drew just the ease of changing out an ink with a cartridge converter pen is really straightforward you can use a bulb syringe to flush out every single cartridge converter pen that's out there so cleaning it is a super breezy and then converters you know it's like okay i'll clean the converter but i don't have to like clean it that well if it's got a little little hint of what was there before i'm not going to sweat it too much especially if it's a close enough color you know and then if the thing ever poops out on me over time i can just replace the converter so just the maintenance and ongoing kind of stuff you just don't have to be quite as concerned with kind of that ongoing aspect of it so that probably wins out for me i and you know i think some of its availability too like there's just a lot more cartridge converter pens out there so a lot of pens to be excited about in that family how about you
1: I agree with everything you've said. I, I find certain filling mechanisms more fun to actually fill. Mm. I like the way the demonstrators look when they've got an internal reservoir, but I very rarely stick with an ink long enough to, an ink, to exhaust a pen with a large capacity like that. Mm. So I definitely prefer the cartridge converter for sure. And I'm also very anal about cleaning my pens. I need that pen to look spotless. Mm. And especially with a vac filler, Every even you can clean that thing, super super well. But then when you when you're done and you put it back together, you get that last little that pfft little sp- and then spritz you, and then it little... spritzes and you're like, God! And you're like, you have where to did that? Back. Where did that come from? I know that where was it? It that wasn't <laughs> even
0: the last color I had in this pen.
1: No, it's like up <laughs> in the collar. It's just it gets it's everywhere. Very it gets everywhere. I know. Yep. So yeah, cartridge converter for sure, no question. Fair
0: enough. I agree. All right, next question. This is from Sam Dacuna. Have you ever been laughed at for using a fountain pen? I'm 17 and kids at school think I'm George Washington. OFC the jokes are always lighthearted.
1: Well, Sam, I've got some thoughts Hang on real
0: quick. I got to show my age. What does OFC mean? I'm not familiar with that.
1: I believe it's it's of, of course.
0: Of course. Of course the jokes are always. Of course the jokes that, are always that's that's Okay, cool, cool,
1: cool. I I don't really know. That's what cool. it felt like
0: though. All right, all right.
1: Um, no, I've to answer your question. No, I've never been laughed at. I sometimes get that look not for, for, not for be, that
0: purpose. Anyway, you
1: no, no, no. Laughed at get, for plenty of the definitely reasons. At that. Um, absolutely be clear about that. Um, yeah, I have a standing appointment, 930 AM every day for Brian to laugh at me for just, you know, a different reason every day. Yeah. And so as far as being laughed at, no, but I definitely do get that look where someone is like, oh, okay. So people still buy that. And I was like, yeah, how much do they normally cost? So oh, this much they're like, <laughs> okay. I guess I people are if if they like that I'm like ew, <laughs> like don't 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 give me that like mm. to reach their own look like you know the look like yeah guess that's what you're into like <laughs> stop it so I don't like that nonsense because I I guarantee you that person also splurges on something equally unnecessary so 100%. don't 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 give me that don't give me that look in fact um yeah I know it's like anyway. But um, the fact is, yeah, most everybody has taken something, a utility, and taken it a little bit farther. And um, cooking, I think, is a great example. And literally, you can buy any of the food that you could bake. But so many people choose to bake things because guess what? If you bake something from scratch, you're going to get a better end result and you're going to be more connected to the Food experience, right? And that's the same with any hobby. If you prefer to drive, you know, a manual transmission car, you are more connected to the driving experience. Do you need to drive it like that? No. Is it more complicated? Yes. Is it more difficult? Yes. But that person feels more connected to the experience. But yet, if you say, "Oh yeah, I have a manual car," people don't look at you like that. They're not like, "Oh well, uh, you're, I guess that's your thing." Like, no, it's fine. It's a totally normal thing. But yet, fountain pens anyway
0: maybe 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 stick shift cars aren't old enough they're not like outdated enough to get that weird look you know what i mean but it's the same
1: principle it's the same principle you're taking utility Mm. a car really just needs to get you from point a to point b a pen really just needs to put a line on a paper but you take it one step further and it's fine Mm. you just want to be more connected to that experience so being 17 you can actually use the car analogy i think very easily because when you're in high school
0: i don't know drew i would consider it maybe like what if you were to like ride a horse to school? You know, cause that was a previous mode of transportation before cars no, came No, because out, pe- right? people,
1: people still use pens.
0: People still have horses.
1: No, no, that that's not, though they do not, they still use pens for writing. They do not still use horses for transportation.
0: Maybe you don't, I don't know. That, that, no, I'm that's saying. not the same thing. No. It sounds to me like you're not, being judgmental right now about people who use horses no, for transportation. No, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm saying it's all on the same plateau, Brian. <laughs> I was giving you a hard time. Yeah. yeah i know <laughs> i know i'm all riled up now I, uh, anyway yeah, you are. you're 17 people are into their cars at that age um if someone says hey guess what i put a new carbon something tip on my exhaust i don't mm. know cars or like hey guess what i put a, I put a two-
0: stick on hood scoop on my car yeah. a supercharger i don't know but if, if they said that
1: no one's gonna be like oh, why'd you do that a car just needs to you know get you to school like no one's gonna react that way but i bet you you've got tons of people in your class or your grade that have no problem you know adding some stuff to their brand new cars um so me i had a dry rotted dashboard so i'd shove action figures down into the (laughs) dry rotted dashboard um (laughs) i was very popular everybody thought i was super cool definitely Um, definitely
0: myself included
1: definitely uh But anyway yeah it's all about just taking something one step further if you want to be more connected to the experience be it cooking or driving a car writing with a fountain pen or writing in general that's it i'm 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 done
0: fair enough man see analogies my mind went in a little different direction (sighs) on this one mine went more with like yeah man when i was 17 like pretty much if you do anything that's just like something that other kids don't understand Then they're going to make fun of you for it, whether it's like serious or lighthearted, just because it's different and they don't really understand it like that happens less as you get older. So, like, I really wouldn't sweat it very much, you know, and honestly, George, George Washington, he's a he's a pretty freaking B.A. dude. So if people are calling you George Washington, you'd be like, yeah, dude was freaking legit. Like, I'll be like him. Why not? Here comes the general. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I really wouldn't sweat it. I think it's like it's your hobby. It's it's a great one to have as you age. I mean, you can you can literally enjoy fountain pens for the rest of your life. Um, so truth be told, like. Being into that versus a lot of other hobbies you could be into at 17, it's probably one of the more rewarding ones. So I think you're just investing well in your own like time and effort and future. Um, plus, George Washington, let's be real, he was alive about 100 years before fountain pens were invented. So they're kind of just showing their own ignorance when they're making fun of you about that. But I would just roll with it. I definitely wouldn't point out and be like, well, actually, George Washington was around before fountain pens. That's and actually, that's, he didn't really. He didn't actually. No, don't do that. Yeah, he, Don't do that.
1: He he didn't actually write most of the things that they give him credit
0: for writing either. Yeah, actually, actually, Alexander Hamilton wrote quite a bit of what he did, you know. <laughs> that's not gonna help your case at all. They'll just make fun of you no, more, do but that. that's okay. Um, but I wouldn't even worry about it. Let them make fun of you. You're gonna take over the world and you'll probably, you know, be their manager one day. And uh, I wouldn't sweat it at all. But I think, uh, you know, from my own experience, I, did, I never discovered fountain pens while I was in school at all, even in college. So I didn't discover them really until I was 25 kind of starting this business. Um, So these days I only encounter people um, as an adult and it's a little different for me because Well, many of the people I interact with, especially in COVID life here, it's usually pretty intentional and it's usually because I'm doing some kind of business. And so people know that I'm like the fountain pen dude, so they're not like asking me weird questions about it. Um, But when I definitely run into strangers or I'm using a fountain pen in public or something, I get all the questions you can imagine. You know, kind of the same one Drew alluded to, which is like, really, those are still around? People still make those? People still buy those? Wow, you have a whole business? And usually they think like, I have a business like in my house, like 10 years ago, you know, my wife and I But then it's like, yeah, I'm going to business, you know, about 30 people or so. And they're like, what? They're like, whoa, that's like a real business. (laughs) I'm like, well, yeah, kind of, you know, a lot of people that like fountain pens are just kind of, you know, spread out and the whole thing. So usually it ends up being a little more of a positive thing when I talk to people because I, I don't know, I guess I sort of am in a situation where I represent like the proof that this is like an interesting successful popular thing you know it's, it's yeah. hard to yell it's hard to say like oh yeah nobody's into those anymore and be like actually like i wouldn't be here if that wasn't true so they, they can't mm-hmm. they don't really make fun of but um definitely get plenty of the plenty of the like people thinking that it's a quill you know that kind of thing um uh that is that is pretty normal that's what you're getting the george washington vibe there um but specifically i wanted you know sam since you wrote in here put yourself out on a limb a little bit i wanted to give you a specific message that you can share with your friends. So you can show them this portion of the video and I have a a message specifically for your friends. Hey, Sam's schoolmates. My name is Brian Goulet. I am the founder and owner of a successful e-commerce business and a reasonably popular social media personality. And I think it's really cool that Sam uses fountain pens. I hope that each one of you can find just as a rewarding and enjoyable hobby for yourselves like Sam has and Sam is cool with me so there you go share that with your friends and they'll they'll think you're cool or they won't because they might be like who's this guy wearing a Dwight Schrute Farms shirt you know whatever by the way Schrute Farms in case you couldn't see that that's all I got to say
1: (laughs) fantastic all right our next question brian comes from caitlin swigart and she is asking us for the best water resistant inks because she's going to be using them for cookbooks
0: cookbooks
1: so fo- focus less you, you yeah focus less on the cookbook aspect and more just about like the uh, water resistant ink aspect. yeah yeah
0: well i mean i think cookbooks are good i mean i can't ignore you but know, you're Caitlin's not writing you, you you're not writing any cookbooks right now are you Am I, I'm not writing in any, I don't use cookbooks. I can't really deal with that. I don't like, I mean, <laughs> I need, I should, I need to, but it's like, it's just too much. I'm already dealing with pots and pans and kids and noises and everything. When I have a book that I'm trying to follow as well? I don't know. It's just too much for me. So I like, I like one pan meals. I like things where I can just like, you know, really approximate the things that go in, oh, that go into it. Oh, you're killing yeah, me. Stop I it. I don't measure Stop. like, I don't. I'm not measuring a quarter teaspoon of anything God. I'm just gonna okay I'm gonna go stop you know what is okay a, a you know oh, two te- two tablespoons of olive oil okay okay that's about no. that's about two tablespoons yeah that's and it works out fine I don't bake a lot when I bake I do measure things out but just cooking, just cooking a regular meal. Like if I'm cooking some steaks and I'm putting some like olive oil or something or butter or whatever, I'm just gonna glob it on there and I can approximate when it's covering the pan. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to (sighs) measure that mess out. Okay.
1: So less measure. but you're not, you're not making like muffins or cookies without measuring though. Right.
0: I mean, no, I measure that stuff. I measure that stuff.
1: Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. were really hurting, hurting me. For no, no, second. no.
0: Like I said, baking, baking is where it actually really does matter a lot, but you know, okay. if I'm making pancakes and I'm, my kids want chocolate chips, I'm not measuring that. I'm just dumping them in there. You know, I'm just, man, eh, it seems about right. It's usually way too many, which they love. So okay. I'm the cool dad. Um, but yeah, in general cookbooks, my mind goes to a place where you're talking about, Probably paper that's a little more ink resistant because I imagine they make most cookbooks. Again, I don't use a lot of cookbooks, but I imagine most cookbooks are probably made to have things like spilled and smudged on them. So my mind immediately goes to pigmented you know, fountain pen ink, because that tends to do better on very ink resistant paper. So things like the platinum carbon, you know, series of inks, you got carbon black, you've got uh, the pigmented blue, um, they got the red, pigmented rose red, and the other one, sepia, pigmented sepia. Um, Sailor has a couple, the seboku, the black, and then I can't remember the blue one that they have. So I would go that route. Um, I don't know how something like an iron gall or something like that would do. Um, But I think that those, those would probably fare pretty well too, not just to, your thunder drew but i know you put some some of that down on there so that's that's where my mind uh goes is the ones that are really good at ink resistant papers
1: yeah i don't know if uh going to be using an ink resistant paper or not personally i have a notebook that we sell i have the um the uh uh uh, endless journal um Mm -hmm. and that's what Mm -hmm. i'm using for my cookbook so it's like
0: it's like a regular notebook it's not a like yeah well i mean i think that if you're cooking or whatever mm -hmm.
1: No, I think that if you're going to use fountain pens, you kind of have to get a fountain pen friendly book. I think that anything else yeah. um, isn't is going to take fountain pen see, ink I, super well. See, I inter- but
0: I, it, might, it might. I interpreted cookbook as like you're buying a book that has recipes in it and you're writing in somebody else's a book that somebody else has produced, not like your own journal that has recipes in it. Is that how you interpreted it? I don't,
1: no, that's no, because we, we've talked recently about transcribing things mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. about how people are like using, you know, like using their fountain pens and journals to kind of like sure. create uh, cookbooks. So that's the way I took it. Either way, you've got well, Brian's yeah. recommendations interpret- for uh, ink resistant paper. Yeah, I
0: interpreted <laughs> it a little differently. I was thinking like a cookbook that you would buy at like a bookstore or like, you know, you buy an instant pot and it comes with recipes, you know, in the. The whatever bu- booklet that it comes with. That's what I was thinking. So that was my approach. Now you can talk more about yours if you like to do it more. Yeah. Yeah. On, for,
1: for, for me, um, the, uh, document inks are a definite mm-hmm. go-to. I mean, there's probably no better assortment of consistently, like, like no, probably no better assortment that what we sell. That is a family of inks that have the same properties, that you can more or less be guaranteed they're gonna be uh, similar to each other mm-hmm. other than the color. So the document series by by are a great choice. Platinum Carbon Black, like Brian said, that's a great one just overall. That's a very, very flat, solid ink. And um, Twisby Blue Black is an iron gall ink, and that one, it actually is very permanent as well. And some of my personal favorites, uh, the Noodler's water-resistant ones are very reliable. Mm. Liberty's Elysium, X-Feather Blue is actually very water-resistant. Mm. Noodler's Black is a classic, 54th Massachusetts, Baltimore Canyon Blue, and Lexington Gray. Oh, that's a good one. And if you want to just explore, a fun project would be to just dump water on a bunch of inks. If you go to mm. and you you can actually sort the inks by water-resistant. We, we've tagged everything that claims to be water-resistant, so you can sort by that on our website. So I would recommend picking up a couple samples and actually testing them out. Uh, get them in the kitchen. Put some uh, just food all over them. Yeah. Spritz some oil. Just... Just just tape tape it to the to the hood above your stove and mm. just get it all disgusting. It just nuts. Which one, yeah, uh, yeah. I like that. Like the Swedish chef, just flinging food and just just flinging stuff everywhere.
0: Now, Drew, I have, a, I have an off-topic question for you related to cooking.
1: I hope it. I hope it's about Muppets.
0: It's not. Dang it! But uh, cooking style. So when you're cooking, baking, whatever, do you just kind of like go through the pans the measuring cups all that kind of stuff and just like pile it up in the sink you know finish whatever you're doing and then come back and do the dishes or are you a like do the dishes as you go kind of person
1: i like to do the dishes as i go my wife makes fun of me for how anal i am about cooking i i like to prep everything ahead of time i have i I like to put all of the i like to put all the ingredients in little bowls and have them all laid out Mm um like
0: a cooking show so, so you're like re- ready to well, ready to host a little it just, cooking show
1: i i don't want to be like measuring and dumping and measuring and dumping it honestly helps me because i'm very scatterbrained as you know yeah. adhd is a challenge when it comes mm. to trying to keep everything in your brain organized when you're dealing with numbers especially for me mm. so it, it like it's 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 a little satisfying to see everything kind of laid out but also it means that i just need to focus on what needs to be dumped into the pot not what needs to be measured So I measure everything beforehand. And then at that point, all it is is add this, add that, add that. So it's much more of a simple set of directions from then on because otherwise mistakes happen because I'm just thinking about too many things at once.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I'm a little more hybrid. Like I like to do this, especially the big dishes as I go. I'm not like meticulous about it, but I definitely don't want like a random pile of dishes in the sink, you know? So no kind of do, they do definitely it, like, all um,
1: make their they definitely all make their way into the sink though i don't leave a lot of you know garbage out on the counter
0: hmm. fair enough cool all right good stuff all right that's all the Q and A questions we got now we have a hypothetical and i believe we have a little bit different approach to it this week drew you want to explain we, do.
1: we have a friend generated hypothetical question hey. and this this came through instagram from books for years and we actually got two very similar questions one was um if you could create your own ink with certain properties what would it be like and i was Mm. like oh that's cool i'll add that but then a second one came in that was a little bit more specific and i'll read that one now so books for years asks describe each other as a fountain pen ink what color any special properties and why Mm. and i thought "Ooh." describe brian as a fountain penique. let's do that Mm. all right so um shall i or shall you brian
0: i think uh i think you shall i'd like to know your process did it just like come to you immediately or did you have to like reflect on it a lot
1: it came to me immediately
0: oh okay
1: i just jotted it down very quickly i think the the last one i wanted like one more just to kind of like finish everything at the bottom of the paper but um one more what yeah, every, did you have, just one more bullet point oh one I, more feature. Like
0: one more I was like geez did you think of multiple no just okay. one more people right, okay right. so
1: so this is going to be brian blue lay <laughs> and it is a deep vibrant blue with a purple sheen now i chose a purple sheen because it's rachel's favorite color and she's always making brian look good from behind the scenes mm-hmm. so um having a uh, a nice purple sheen that that's rachel back there you know making him look better than he deserves absolutely um just kidding no you're um, not
0: joking at all that 100 <laughs> is how this works
1: and um also brian it has a special feature that repels yellow jackets oh my so, gosh <laughs> it, it's that's 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 a bonus that's a bonus and the bottle itself features a cargo pocket
0: Ooh, i like that
1: yeah i know you would I like that a lot all right however brian it does have some limitations hmm if you put this pen now, I don't know exactly how it does this, but if you put this pen into an irushi pen that has not been perfectly cured, it will not flow at all. It just won't work.
0: <laughs> it'll just not it'll at all. Break, it does break out in rashes. It doesn't. <laughs> it'll become toxic.
1: <laughs> it does not like it does not like uh, irushi that has not been perfectly perfectly cured. Fair enough. So um, watch out for that. It's got to be some nice, nice, nice Irushi. And it varies in shade over time um, to represent Brian's tendency to dance around hypotheticals and mm. not being able to make up his mind. So yeah. uh, it might start off deep blue, but who knows what it might end up as. You know, it's very just, true. You're not going to be able to count be, on that. I'll be
0: very pleasant one minute and then just start throwing shade the next minute. Just randomly, <laughs> when you're feeling really good, I'd knock you down. And then
1: finally, it uh, does create huge ink barnacles when not in use for a while. Oh, absolutely. Um, and every one of them will be named Barney.
0: <laughs> wow. Well done, Drew. I got
1: it. That's Brian Blue lay So... Get yours, get yours wherever nothing is sold.
0: So you, you like created an ink. See, I was trying to think of an existing ink
1: and its oh. properties
0: that that reflected. So we kind of took a different approach to this. So I, I kind of mm. dig that. Well, I was thinking about this. I put a lot of thought into it, didn't have anything good. And then we were about to start recording and I was like, ah, crap, I didn't decide one and thought of one kind of at the last minute. So this is both with a lot of thought and not a lot of thought together, which is sometimes how it works in my brain. Um, so uh, I think if Drew was to uh, be an existing fountain make, it would be uh, Pelican Brilliant Brown.
1: Oh, you hate Pelican Brilliant Brown. Hang on, no.
0: I said that, uh, you know, Pelican Brilliant Brown, it's a uh, reliable, it's, it's a stable color. Okay, okay. Um, loved by some, you know, maybe not as much by <laughs> others. <laughs> it's not everybody's taste. Um, the brilliance is uh, wow. sometimes apparent and sometimes not. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah? Mm. You know, like the packaging may uh, may vary as to the, uh-huh. the brilliance. And nice. uh, it's uh, always there when you need it. Right?
1: Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, if we ever discontinue Pelican Brilliant Brown, which, by the way, I think this is the first time I've ever heard him actually call it Pelican Brilliant Brown, by the way. If we discontinue this, you need to be worried about my job because that might symbolize <laughs> something. Because if it's always there and then all of a sudden it's not, then... Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you, Brian. I'm glad that you sometimes feel that I'm brilliant and that uh, you equate me to one ink that you've had a uh, storied past with. So, uh, (laughs) fair enough. It has been around since I've been around. So, you know, before before you.
0: So, just for context, Pelican Ink was the second ink brand that we ever carried. Um, This would have been around February of 2010 that we picked up that that color it was very early on Um, and it was one of the original 4001 colors so I mean when we started ink sampling I think we had 38 colors total it was one of those original 38 Um, and that was one of our first experiences of not knowing what to call something because the bottle I think said brown but the box said brilliant brown
1: and it was we more like, than that though we because like, you personally
0: well then i just kind of leaned into it we fall well, first off we yeah didn't, we didn't notice that we called it the wrong thing for a long time because back then nobody was paying attention to us so no one really pointed out anything that we had wrong on our site or whatever but i think it was like after drew started that he he or somebody mentioned it and drew being the brown advocate that he is <laughs> was like really hamming up like how brilliant this brown was and i was just like there's no such thing as a brilliant brown. Like that is the wrong color. (laughs) Like that's the wrong color to try to describe with brilliant. You know, brilliant is like bright and popping and stuff like that. And so just ever since then, he had that reaction and I was like, oh, we're going to get some mileage on this one. So I just, I just dug into it. So I actually don't really care, but just the, fact Mm. that I can just just zing Drew with that every now and then and get a reaction out of him that's just everything that I I want so um,
1: I don't know man I think (laughs) Karub de Chiper would have some words about that
0: true that is a brilliant brown Ah! maybe that turned the tide for me Drew maybe that one opened up my eyes Karub the Karub de Chiper (laughs) right, moving on to the next segment the pen of the week well get ready for this as you know last week Drew and I dropped the ball we did not and we more than made up for it by once again totally dropping the ball well not totally drew actually inked his pen up i didn't i just i inked it up yesterday
1: though so i'm Ah. a little ahead of you but not by much
0: kind of ashamed you know i thought that i thought that by having this accountability to you as our audience would help us even when things got busy we'd be like you know what i know that we're gonna get some crap if we don't have these pens inked up and talked about but i don't know Maybe we need maybe we need some more accountability here not to put that on ourselves, but uh, we just we didn't do it. So I'm um, kind of ashamed of that. But at the same time, you know, we've actually had a lot going on. So I don't like fully regret that because I've been making good life choices overall. But, you know, I do feel a little disappointed that we've now dropped the ball two weeks in a row. So we're going to pick it up again <laughs> next time. Do you think we should stick with these pens, Drew? Or do you think we should do something else? Because I don't know maybe maybe i just haven't been as excited to ink this one up so it just hasn't gotten me over the hump i don't know Well, what would you not that uh, I, do you not have not that I hate the mind? preppy or anything but it's just i've used a bunch of preppies and i just don't think it's going to be that yeah. different of an experience so i don't know
1: fair enough fair enough um well let's see
0: you want we could just do like dealer's choice you know we'll just come up with something okay you know we don't have to do the same okay. thing. Just whatever, whatever excites you. We'll do that next Fair time. Enough. Maybe it'll, we'll, maybe it'll be the preppy. Maybe we'll be like, no, you know what? I really feel like I need to do it now. Or you can choose something else. I'd say whatever gets us using something else. That's what we should do next week or next time. I guess I'm going to be out next week, but we'll have a filler, a filler video. We already mentioned that before. Um, but uh, next time, two weeks from now, we'll have a different pen. Sound, sound like a plan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something from a brand we haven't yet done mm. all right we'll, th- we'll, we'll think about, about it. it if you have any if you have any recommendations that would not be a bad thing because like a said, little next, time. next next week yeah next week we'll have some time so um throw something out at us see if yeah it sticks.
0: and maybe if you chastise us and you're like i was really looking forward to that preppy wah then uh that'll be the one but if you're like Yeah, i don't really care about that i want to see this then boom that's what we'll do so we'll be at your bidding. Let us know. We'll be at your bidding. All right, moving on to what is happening? What's going on on the personal front, Drew?
1: Oh, on the personal front, I had a really great weekend, Brian. Last weekend, <laughs> we did a lot of stuff on Saturday. We went to Colonial Williamsburg, had dinner with some friends. It was it was just like, you know, we did stuff. And then <laughs> the next Sunday, the following day, I did nothing. I sat around, I played video games all day. I didn't even leave the house. I don't think. Hmm. Uh, we watched the. Uh, I played. I played video games with my son. He just sat there with the Switch. I sat that there. Sat down playing on the PS4. And then that night, my brother came over. And we watched the Muppets Halloween special, <laughs> and like literally, I don't think I left the house. It was marvelous. So it was like, for all the stuff we did on Saturday, we did the equivalent of nothing on sunday if that makes any any sense i I relaxed to the same level of intensity that i did things and that just created the perfect balance so when i came in on monday i felt like a weekend really happened and uh, that's that's just great yeah absolutely um start a new game i've been uh playing god of war the 2018 version brian not the older version and brian i have been playing the new game plus totally gonna ask yes Right, right, right. I'm sure you know what new game plus is too. Absolutely. That means, Brian, you beat the game, but then if you play it again, you get extra stuff. Oh, that's like cool. you have all your you have all your items and armor that you finish the game with, so the next playthrough is a little bit mm. more fun because you're just, just destroying everybody.
0: Are you playing through like the same um, like storyline or are there
1: Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, same storyline. Okay.
0: See, I don't I don't play a lot yep. of like storyline type games. I like ones where you have some missions and stuff, but then there's like you know lots of like it's a more like a sandbox thing and there's like side missions and things you can go back yeah. and you know like
1: no, oh, i'm all about story yeah. i i mm. want to play interactive movies
0: interesting yeah i get it i get it yeah Very but cool. that that's
1: me so it was a delightful delightful weekend
0: nice um i fulfilled a dream of mine not really a dream um i fulfilled something that i said that i was going to do based on your recommendation which was to try the Jimmy Dean sausage pancake corn dog thing.
1: Yes, that was one of the earlier episodes. Was I was that early and then, on. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then I, yeah, I'm, truth be told, I bought it about a month ago, and I just kind of forgot about it. It's in a big box, so it was out in, like, my deep freezer in the garage. And I just don't go out there that often. It was, like, buried under other things, like vegetables and stuff <laughs> that I really want to eat more for, like, health reasons um but you know it's eventually i was like oh yeah let me try one of these things i think i had like a five minutes to eat a lunch or something i was like all right let me try one of these things it takes yeah 55 seconds to microwave it so i tried it. i've tried it twice now and uh the first time i tried it i just did it straight up microwave just like it says too and it was every bit as i thought it would be just no no judgment good or bad it was Okay. It, it, it had the exact flavor, the exact consistency. It had basically was the experience that I expected. Though I did get the blueberry pancake version and it was very surprisingly blue inside. I was like, oh, there's some artificial dye mm. happening here.
1: I never, I've never, i never had one of those. It was, uh, yeah. regular ones. it was
0: pretty good. I like blueberry in general. It's like one of my favorite fruits. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, you are one to recommend foods that are an experience. And I definitely had... An experience as promised. Joseph has, not, You're welcome. Joseph has not had one of these yet. He was there with me when I bought them and then he also forgot about them. So I gotta get him to try one. I imagine yeah. he's gonna like it though. Um, but then I had it I had it again and I was like, you know what would make this better? You know how when you microwave something and the bread's like pretty squishy and it's just not that great? Uh, so I tried yeah. microwaving it and then I tried putting it in the air fryer for a little bit. Mm. And that crispied up the outside just a tad and made it much more corn dog like and that was better. So I would say if you're going to have one of those things, cook it, you know, close to its normal time in the microwave because that's what cooks the sausage on the inside, but then air fry it for like a minute to crisp up the outside and you'll get a good all-around experience. But it's also just terribly <laughs> unhealthy for you. Like don't look at the nutrition facts. It's just awful. No, but it tastes okay. Yeah. So that happened and then uh had some good family time this weekend and then I did something um, that actually was kind of on my bucket list, so I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pencast or not, but like, I just like doing a lot of stuff. I love tools. I love you know working outside and doing various things. Um, I've always wanted to learn how to weld, and uh, you know I'm a I'm a long time woodworker, but I've really not done a whole lot with metal, and it's just a very different thing working with metal than with wood. And it's always just, I don't know, somehow felt a bit mysterious to me how it happens, but I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. I actually did buy a welder myself, and I've welded a couple of things. So having no teaching or experience whatsoever, I, you know, did what any good person does who wants to try something. You watch it on YouTube, and then you think you know how to do it, so you try it. Um, It's very interesting, myself, being on the flip side of that YouTubing experience, because obviously I'm more shooting things for YouTube about things that I know, like pens or think I know, um, I'm seldom on the other side, just like not knowing something at all and trying to learn it from scratch. So I'm like grasping at straws of like, okay, who are the reliable people? And I watch people and they're like welding with no goggles, holding things with their bare hands. And I'm like, oh gosh, no, I don't want to watch this at all. This looks just tragic. Like just you're just asking for an accident to happen because you ain't messing around welding stuff it's like 3,000 degrees like it's really dangerous so like you you, you wear protection anyway so uh, i got to go with a uh, with a friend to uh, his uh childhood home uh to to go with his dad we're all vaxxed in the distance and all that kind of stuff so we were able to do it safely but his dad has like every kind of welder so i got to do like stick welding and mig and tig and like basically i got to try like every method of welding and it was awesome like I just had an absolute blast and it's like you're literally fusing metal like it's pretty cool experience so yeah, just uh, felt good because I like learned enough on my own, and then being around you know a couple other people that had some welding experience, I was then able to like take that and hold my own in conversation and learn some skills and stuff and get some experience. So that was really cool because I don't really know anybody else who welds. So you know it was you know it's kind of like in fountain pens. It's like if you don't have any fountain pen friends, you just like learn about it online and like guess and you like buy a pen and you try it and all that. But except welders are a lot more expensive and you know that kind of thing. So. It was nice to like have a buddy to kind of learn some of that stuff from. So yeah, now I want like every type of welder, but I don't really have mm-hmm. any for any of it. So, you know, yeah. that's the dangerous part, but got to use a oxyacetylene torch and all that kind of stuff and learn how, you know, the valves are different on certain ones. And if you turn it the wrong way, it can explode and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool, 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 awesome, great, sweet, just like giant tanks of explosives in your basement that if you forget and, you know, you can blow yourself up, sweet. Pens, pens are safer. I like pens. Cleaning pens. Okay, I turned the piston the wrong way. Oh, it clicked. Okay, no problem. It's not going to explode, and like blow up in your face. So welding, a little higher risk, but it's kind of fun. And then also... The guy had a uh, tractor with a backhoe as well never gotten to use one of those before watch a lot of videos on that too and that was basically every bit as fun as you would think that it is i mean you basically become like a seven-year-old who like sees construction equipment and you're like i want to do that and then you do it and you're like i'm like a superhero i'm scooping large buckets of dirt and moving it and that just is awesome so yeah just a really fun like fulfilling kind of uh, like Living some childhood dreams. Out there learning how to do stuff. So that was my weekend.
1: Fun! <laughs> Outside things. Outside
0: things. And it was beautiful weather, Drew. I mean, it was, it was like 70 was. degrees. The leaves are falling. It's gorgeous.
1: It was. Williamsburg was quite nice. I
0: bet it was. I bet it was. All right, moving on to what's on your desk, Drew. What are some pin things that you have going on in your life?
1: Uh, well, I still have my safari with the bear on it the brown safari oh, You got a
0: line and line safari mhm
1: i have not inked it up yet and mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. that is in that is partially due to the fact that my 3 pen limitation that i have placed on myself mm-hmm. has been challenging as of late because mm, i've been you want
0: to just I've had, you wanted to ink it up don't you you just want to i do just i do but i
1: don't uh, but i don't want to unink anything and so i am not brian mm, i am no, i am maintaining i'm you maintaining just, discipline you Just yes, ink
0: sir it up you can just put ink in it and just keep just go at it no yeah? no sir totally an option
1: no it's totally an option i'm just mm-hmm. saying so that that's been a challenge i, I have basically i have a the sailor pen of the year 2021 the red one in uh, an extra fine and that is my kind of this will write on pretty much any surface pen my normal writing pen okay. it's an extra fine it'll write on any type of paper it's just a beautiful beautiful pen it always it always starts up because it's got that beautiful sailor mm. cap and then i've got a twisby alr with a big honking you know 1.1 on it just for juicy fun writing and Mm. then that that middle pen that's the pen that's getting switched out and i've had those two inked up for like over a month now Mm. and that middle pen keeps getting switched out Mm. so i'm not really swapping out three pens i'm pretty much just swapping out one pen and keeping those other two because i have a system brian where there's like a fun pen Mm. a a you know, an extra fine pen, because sometimes you just need an extra fine. And then that middle pen is kind of like just the, the other. Hmm. So that 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 usually has the target on it to I get slung I think out, you so. could
0: give yourself a free pass. Like if you've had these pens inked up for a solid month, and you know you're gonna keep them inked up, I think you could like, you know, kind of just kind of count them like separately, you know? Like just kind of no. don't count them in the three. Mm-mm. You can have those two and then no. have the three that you Guess. rotate out. You know, that's what I'm saying you could do. It's just an option, I mean, it's an option. You would have my permission to do that. Uh, oh,
1: thank you so very much. Yeah, you're welcome, I know thank, you. Thank you so very much. Yeah. But no, I have been enjoying that. Brian, I came into possession of one of the pens that I've been wanting for a very, very long time, mm. a Pilot E95S.
0: Oh, and okay. Yeah, we just talked yes. about
1: that one. Yes, so 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 that is that is my third pen right now. Um, mm. And uh, I oh, acquired so this one, second. So that
0: one usurped your Lamy in the rotation. Did it? You you it snuck that one yes. in as your third. Okay.
1: Um. So no, this one usurped the A twenty three. I had the A twenty three inked up.
0: Well, I mean, you you didn't put the line the line Lamy in the rotation next. Oh yes 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 one. So yes, you got yes, the Lamy first but you held on to that and so it wasn't it really isn't a matter of having a third pen cleaned out then is it because you did change that pen out you just chose not to put that pen in i think you need to be honest with yourself here drew about the choices that you've made (laughs) with your life
1: Uh, it's been difficult (laughs) like how hard i'm giving uh, Drew a time on his self-imposed things
0: when i have no (laughs) self-control whatsoever and like i'm being judgy here i'm totally just doing this to be you know i've jerk. been i've
1: been loving the e95s though i am using one of my favorites uh, noodler's nightshade and mm, that's a good one. Um, i actually wrote an entry in my cookbook with it i mm. did a, a um one of my favorites the uh, it's a um cinnamon donut muffin Ooh, recipe
0: that sounds awesome
1: oh there's a lot of butter in that one
0: oh that's when you know it's good
1: the final step literally after you Bake the muffins is to dunk the tops in butter and then roll them in a cinnamon sugar mixture. So there's this like buttery, sugary, cinnamony, like so, crust on the top. So good. Oh, it's, it is amazing. <gasps> wow. It's, it's amazing. Wow. I love them. So, um, yeah. So I'm continuing to do that. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that, that's the, uh, then what's on my desk. I did, I did acquire the, um, uh, sleepy hollow pen. So, yeah, you did. Yeah. You know, perk, perk for working at the company. What number
0: did you get? You got to tell everybody what number you got. I got eight,
1: eight, four. Nice. So I've got nice. my cake pen here, which is uh, 84. Um, <laughs> I've got the, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got
0: 84. You know what you like. I do. Yeah. Um, What's on your desk, Brian? Yeah. So the thing that I got, actually, I got this a little while ago, but I had not gotten it from the office, gotten it home, actually like gotten to play with it a little bit. Um, and I got the Lamy Dialog CC, which, you know, we've, not talked about a whole ton because we got like one small shipment and we're not going to get more until probably next year. Um, but I thought I would just show a little thing because Drew, you pointed out something to me that I completely forgot about, didn't realize, whatever. And then I wanted to show it, but I also forgot to grab it. So give me like a hot second. I'll go grab it. It's right over there. And I will come Yeah, back.
1: sure. I actually do think we've talked about it. <clears throat> I think we've talked about it like the last couple of times in passing, but you know, maybe.
0: Okay. I have no idea what you just said, so hopefully it was. Favorable. I basically
1: told everybody you didn't know what you're talking about.
0: Largely true. So it comes in a pretty big box. This isn't going to be like a full review or anything, but there's this one f- little feature on it, and the regular Lamy Dialog Three, right? The CC version and mm-hmm. the regular one, and this is kind yes, an, it's kind of, of uh, it's called the, the
1: the the twist twisty nubbin, the
0: twisty nubbin, as Drew likes to call it. So it's nice. It's mm-hmm. presentable. It's got a little thing going on there. It's got a little Lamy like pen sleeve, little leather sleeve. It's got the pen so cute down in here so it's shorter than a regular dialogue three um but drew pointed out something that if you lift up the bottom which is going to be really hard for me to do and not like drop it and it's, fling it across the room it's in there yeah, it's really, really in there. it's in there really annoyingly yeah. good um i'd rather have that than stuff like flopping around everywhere though so you go under here and it's like oh what is this little silvery doodad I've never seen this on any other pen that's because it's not on any other pen um so it's just specific to the dialogue 3 and the cc it's i mean like drew would you call it a twisty nubbin so i mean it's just this uh this yeah. knurled metal thing with threads on it nubbin so Brian. nubbin so just for nubbin. context if you're not familiar with this pen it is a retractable nib pen you twist it and the nib comes out hey! like so um and the way this works is it's got a door i'll see if you can see that you twist it the little door comes down right as you twist it and then the twisting action then makes the nib come out so in order to fill the pen and clean it or whatever you screw the other direction it unthreads that allows you to take the pen apart and then you've got the whole nib unit. If you're familiar with the uh, Decimo, Pilot Decimo or the Vanishing Point, it, it's kind of like that where it has an kind of an exterior like an exoskeleton body of the pen and then the actual like whole writing portion of it. You got the nib and the nib unit, the feed, you know, uh, converter cartridge whatever. Um, that's that's a whole separate thing from the rest of the pen. So, you know, that's fine. Great. You ink it up, you know, just like this. You just pretend like this is the pen. You ink it up and then you you stick it back in the exoskeleton and you go about your merry way. So what this thing is, if you are trying to, I guess, just clean it, you know, if you get ink up in the the hood part here, um, this stumpy nubbin twisty nubbin whatever you call it goes on. i like stumpy
1: nubbin actually it goes on it goes
0: on to the threads of the back here and then that allows you to then twist and open the hood without having the nib unit in there so you can get whatever a cotton swab or whatever else you want to, to kind of get in there if you want to like you know if you get some ink kind of splattering in there or something like that you know you're not supposed to like totally just dunk this thing you know you don't fill the pen you know by dunking this part into the ink bottle or anything like that that'll make a giant mess because there's all kinds of like small parts and stuff in here to make this hood operate if you dunk this thing in ink it's gonna just be like ink is gonna be creeping out of there for like forever because there's all these little nooks and crannies for it to hide in there Um, but if you know just in normal use of the pen you get ink that comes out of the nib you know just as you're carrying it around or whatever you know you can swab it out um, by attaching this little doodad so wasn't sure that that was something that most people were aware of drew drew mentioned it and i was like what what is that thing and i was like oh i maybe knew that at some point but i totally forgot that that was even a thing so thought it was worth mentioning so um since this is a more recent acquisition of mine thought it would be something cool to show so there you go thank drew for mentioning it and then thank me for showing it to you
1: the same thing happened to us we had a customer reach out and then jessica on our customer care team asked me and i'm like yeah there's something there's a little there's a little something that's in there i don't really know what it's for but there's a there's a little metal lump Ah, that does something so it
0: wasn't purely just like you remembering you you oh no no absolutely
1: i remembered i remembered that i forgot what it was you remembered that there was a thing yes i knew that i had looked at it at some point and it had left my sad sad pathetic memory but uh, so I went and looked I it mean, to
0: again. be fair, actually, to be fair, Drew, there's a lot to remember when you talk about every component of every pen that we've like ever carried, it's just too much for anybody to remember.
1: It's a pretty unique one. Yeah. And I actually looked at the, uh, we didn't have any CCs uh-huh. when I had to look into that. So I actually went over and looked at one of the standard dialogues. Okay. Um, but it's the same piece.
0: I'm trying to find my standard dialogue and it's, uh, it must be in a random case over by my desk or something. I'm not finding it at the ready here.
1: We're having a pretty standard dialogue right now.
0: hey oh. Yeah, we are. Um, darn, I was going to try and show it in comparison to the CC, but that does not look like it's going to happen. Sorry. Yeah,
1: what does CC stand for, Brian? Um, exactly. Ah, uh, yes.
0: I actually don't know. Mm. You could say, like, cartridge converter, but that's what the Dialog 3 is as well. So I don't think it's a filling mechanism thing. Maybe it's Crunchy some kind cabinet. of, like compact or something like that. I don't know. It could be like a, like a abbreviation of something in German. Maybe that's something. I don't know. I never, I never did get like an official answer of, of what it is. Hmm. So I don't know. I think we can make it up. You got any, got any ideas of what we can just unofficially start calling it? Crunchy cabinet. Crunchy cabinet. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Curved. It's got to be related to. Curved crumpet. Maybe it's something with compact. Compact.
1: No, no, that's, that's silly.
0: Compact.
1: Don't be ridiculous.
0: Curvature. No. Crispy. Crunchy. Mm-hmm. Crispy crunch.
1: There you go. Crispy. No, no, no. You have crunch. to have an object. Yeah. No, no, no. See, see, see. You're, you're doubling up on your, your word types. You need to have um, crispy and then a noun.
0: Okay. Crispy cupcake.
1: All right. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's <laughs> better though if you have something that can't actually be, as it's described. Chewy
0: cupcake. Okay. We're getting there. No, that's I'm going the wrong direction. Okay. Fair enough.
1: All right, they're brilliant. We have lost all of our viewers and listeners at this point. Yes, so. we have.
0: Well, we didn't have any to lose. Anyway. If you're if you're still
1: watching, I'm sorry that you cannot reach the computer to turn it off or reach your phone. I'm sorry your phone's frozen and yeah. you're still having to listen to they're us. They're too busy
0: making some cinnamon donut cupcakes is what they're doing. Ooh, yes. Indeed. Well, that's all we got for you this week. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. We want to thank you all for watching. Please give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Ask us some questions in the comments. Um, be sure to share, like, subscribe, whatever. Just do something with us because we enjoy <laughs> interacting with you. Um, we do. You can uh, send us an email at pencast at if you're listening to the audio version of this and you are not in a YouTube-friendly environment to leave a comment and i have a random fact for you all that each fall the black capped chickadees tiny hippocampus enlarges by 30 percent which enables it to remember where it collected seeds in different spots in trees and on the ground so this is a little bird that literally its brain changes in the fall so that it remembers where it put its food better how cool is that oh huh.
1: that is really cool don't you
0: wish you could do that drew just like oh my god I can, you could just like grow the part of your brain that helps you remember stuff that'd be awesome
1: honestly yes and at christmas if i could Ooh. remember things that people have mentioned over the course of the year that then i can be like i remember mm. she liked that one thing because i'm always wondering like i don't know what to get them but if i had perfect recall mm. I would be much better at gift giving come holiday times
0: see i think i think you would need to have that larger hippocampus though at the time that you needed to remember the thing not at the time you need to recall it like when the memory is planted that's what i'm saying that's what this this bird does so like as the bird Mm. is like i'm gonna put all my seeds in these spots over here they can then recall it later because that part of their brain is enlarged all right well yeah Oh, well. I guess you're, we're, oh, well. we're both just a couple of lost causes over here.
1: Yeah, hippocampus is just staying the way it is. What are you going to do?
0: What are you going to do with those hippocampi? You know?
1: If only I had something to write down. <laughs> if
0: only I had a convenient way <laughs> to write things down and remember them better. If only. <sighs> anyway, thank you all for watching. We really appreciate it. And a ride on.